0: I just... I can't believe I got that close. You're fine. I've done so much worse. No, you haven't. Sam, I used to black out and steal dogs. Like, I would wake up just with a dog and not remember how it got there. I just... I feel like that's kind of cute. I'm a felon. Yeah, I could have been. They would have called me like the Doggy Bandit or something. uh, But they didn't. You did not. You got away with it. I got away with it. I have so many dogs now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: welcome we have another interview from single drunk female we talked to garrick bernard he plays james um so happy to be able to talk with garrick about his character about his podcast um and everything else he has going on his instagram is garrick bernard uh, if you want to follow him check out what he's doing uh we uh, if you listen to the interview big fans of his podcast guilty pleasures and they cover movies and so there's a lot of uh, pop culture which uh, I would think if you like this show that you would like uh, guilty pleasures. Uh, I got Corey and Jackie Rachel with me to interview Garrick. Uh, You know we actually probably have uh, like a little post conversation more stuff on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash you don't know Jackie. You can go check that out and support the show. They're $1, $2 tiers. We really appreciate it and yeah and check out um all our stuff uh any other podcasts we do on you don't jackie view feed and obviously um you know yellow jackets podcast squid game podcast uh really appreciate all that how did you guys like talking to garrick loved it uh rachel anything to say he had a beautiful smile what are you gonna say (laughs) he has great teeth
2: (laughs) wait we talked to garrick
1: he's very funny charismatic guy
2: Oh, I just thought I, I was it. talking whole whole time. I didn't, I didn't know somebody was answering my questions. It's great. Now, uh, Garrett was awesome and loved to have him back on the podcast again to catch up on uh, all the work he's doing and how much this show and everything else has led him to the next step in his journey. And I hope to be almost nearly as positive as he is. Because, you know, in other interviews, he said that, you know, it's taken basically 10 years to reach this point. And, you know, if I was struggling with that for 10 years, I don't know if I would have the drive that he has to continue going. So it's a true story of success and just putting yourself out there and continuing to grow step-by-step. Step. So we really do appreciate having Garrick on.
1: Hope you enjoy the epi. Yeah. And uh, here's our conversation with Garrick. All right. Hey, Garrick. Uh, nice hey. to, <laughs> nice to see you. Um, really big, you know, we love a uh, single drunk female, like your performance on it. I think, I mean, Big turn. It was a big turn, though. Uh, later so on. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry to let you down.
1: But yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your experience, how you started on the show. I know, like you know, you do a lot of other stuff, a lot of like writing uh, and everything. Now um, you're getting you're getting into acting.
0: Yeah. Um, so I. I mean, it's been a it's, it's been a long road of just somebody you know finding me from stand up a, a, a couple. Of, couple years ago um i want to say like around 2016 2015 um and uh kim williams uh and she reached out about doing some hbo access shorts um and uh i did those maybe like two years after we met and then you know push forward another four years uh she's at disney now and then she recommended me for this and i got the I got the part, which was very nice. Um, very nice uh, little bump in the career. In between those, t- in between that time, I, I started, you know, writing for shows. Uh, I worked at uh, BuzzFeed for a couple, for like two or three years, and then I went to uh, Westbrook Studios. I guess it would be Westbrook Studios. It's a uh, Will Smith production company. Worked for them for uh, about like a couple months, and then I jumped from there to uh star trek lower decks from lower decks to solar opposites and from solar opposites to another thing that I'm, I'm working on now
1: yeah very cool so yeah you're um working on writing for something else now yeah i yeah, think yeah, yeah. and still open to acting
0: uh oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah um, uh Yes, yeah, so I do know a lot of Guilty because I definitely became a Garrick fan. I've been listening to your Guilty Pleasures podcast. Oh,
0: thank um, you. So
1: I already know you guys all worked at Buzzfeed. Uh, yeah. You know, I <laughs> just through the, the little pieces that you pick up from that. Um, and I think that's a, a really fun show. And even like listeners to our podcast would like it because it's a lot of pop culture and all the movies and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I could tell that you listened because you called me Rick. And I was like, that's the only thing that only well, he
1: did. Uh, Corey. <laughs> Corey oh, did.
0: oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, only only Zach and Kelsey call me um, that. Um, my dad does also. And I think I said it once while working at BuzzFeed. And then they were they, it was off to the races there. So I can also always tell who knows me from what time in my life, which is fun.
2: Uh, what's the uh, what's the difference between acting and writing? Is it a different whole process of thought, or is once you do one thing, it's everything's the same? Or what's what's the difference? Yeah,
0: I don't think the skills transfer over that much um, in my experience. Um, to where when you're honestly you kind of have to turn your writer's brain off because you definitely don't want to step on the writer's words whenever you're acting things um certain there are certain times when I felt like I've had like riffs that I wanted to put in and then they would let me do my little riffs or whatever or like whatever I was thinking of at the time then they would say could you do it as scripted and then we would do it that way and then they would just put that in because they probably work better with the structure of the episode and all that stuff. I'm really close minded when I'm, when I'm thinking about the entire episode, because I'm truly just focusing on, on, on my scenes, unfortunately, but you know, as that's just a, an, an experience in me, but as, you know, as I grow as an actor, I feel like I'll start getting better at finding the the funny in you know, mundane lines just through line readings and all of that. So, I've just been working on that as of late. So.
2: Uh, we've all, I think, at some point, have listened to your podcast "Guilty Pleasures," which is, I guess, episode fifty-two came out this week, uh, talking about the Batman. How has
1: spoil it?
2: Don't <laughs> I still to see
1: the Batman? Okay, so I'm. Not...
2: Uh, it, but you know, I see, uh, like the Robert Pattinson is our emo uh, emo king. Yeah. You know you did uh tokyo drift which i agree with you might be the best of, of
0: it's all the best of- one it's the best so one of level how, uh,
2: how did this whole type of process of the podcast happen was a result of the pandemic and just you guys needing something because i saw like the earlier episodes on um, which you can find on youtube so three of you separated each you know because of the pandemic in the last couple of weeks at least yeah. you all t- together how did that uh, come about
0: so zach um pretty much just asked us if we wanted to do like a movie podcast, because I would text Zach or hit him up even when we were at work or anything like that, just talking about movies in general. Um, And I remember we got into it about, or not like butting heads or anything like that, but just in our Slack, like the overall Slack channel at work, um, talking about how Fast and Furious is the greatest franchise of all time. (laughs) Um, And we're still going, we're still kicking on the Fast and Furious train and the ninth one just came out. Right, yeah, the ninth one it's
2: on HBO Max now. I'm gonna check I'm
0: yeah.
2: it out, I think, sometime this week.
0: It's great. Um, but uh, yeah, so this was we were we were talking about how it, it was the greatest franchise of all time when only like six or seven had been out. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is just this is fantastic. And then that I guess that friendship grew from there. So, yeah, so when he thought of the idea of having a podcast, that was just us talking about and trying to find like the good size of movies that we that nobody like really applauds as much. Um, he reached out to me and Kelsey, and then we just started doing that during the pandemic um, over Zoom. Um, the first couple we were inside and, and, and very separated. And then once the, the vaccine came out and all that stuff, we started to go into the Try Guys offices and film more in their podcast studio.
1: I do want to get the um, single drunk female. I was going to save some of yeah. my questions about the podcast uh, for later, but uh, I really do enjoy it. The, the first one I went and listened to was Ace Ventura uh, when nature calls. So I'm a huge way when, especially when nature calls. So as soon especially as you called calls. it out that like after that first movie, I was like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. The <laughs> second one
0: is so much better, so much funnier. Although Jim Carrey is very embarrassed about it or embarrassed of it. I think that that is one of his greatest comedic performances that he's put out. And I it really did make me as a comedian. You know, like I was after watching that, I was like, oh, you could be silly and get a lot of laughs and get a, I mean, get a lot of attention and love from um, from naysayers or, or what have you um just by like doing you know making them laugh for a little bit so yeah I think that it really did make me as a child (laughs) I saw I think I it was the I think I was saying in the podcast it was was one of the first VHS's that came with like the combo DVD VHS little tv that my sister got and we just watched it constantly
1: yeah I I mean, now, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, now I like, I, yeah, I feel like I know it's too much. I'm like, oh, you had a room with your sister watching Spice World. I know yeah. about that. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, uh, we were talking then about the Ace Ventura and just like, yeah, Jim Carrey's career. It's interesting, too, because he just kind of retired. Yeah. Did you see retired. that? Right.
0: No, I don't
1: think he's. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, in quotes or whatever yeah. it is, but um like yeah he had that great run even in 94 i guess the what the first movie came out and uh, you
2: guys, uh, the mask
1: uh dumb and dumber and the mask yeah in in all in 94 for yeah. him it's like uh huge but i was so i was talking uh with us, our other like uh, producer and he also comes on the podcast about oh yeah like oh i connected so much i love i love that movie as a yeah. kid i get like where there's problematic things and you had brought up the scene when he's masturbating and you didn't realize he was masturbating. i, really, I didn't
0: yeah. know that I, yeah. so our,
1: our producer he said he had gone and seen that movie with his dad and his 35 year old dad turned to him and said i don't get it what's he doing and he's so He said, how does his dad not know? He's like, how did my dad not know what he was doing?
0: I think the dad did know. And he was just trying to say, like, oh, don't don't do this. I don't know what this is. I'm not going to give you any ideas.
2: Okay, okay, maybe.
0: That's that's my guess. I don't know about this man's relationship with his father, but...
2: (laughs) So we have to have Brandon's dad on the podcast now. Is that that's what we've we've learned? I'm gonna to have to go back and rewatch a second Wait, ace-
1: until we get your parents, we're not having anybody else's.
2: Well, I guess no parents will be joining the podcast now. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into uh single drunk female. I just want to say, I don't know if you feel the same way about uh, the other thing with it the ace mentora uh, is the way I feel about teenage mutant ninja turtles, secret of the ooze. I feel like that was like to me so much uh Better and like, I just watched that over so many more times. Oh, so, God. if you guys ever do that, uh, yeah, I'm available.
0: Yeah, but, um, we'll definitely reach out. Um, that I mean, I haven't seen that one, but I did watch Three Ninjas a lot, <laughs> oh, I, felt, yeah, like, like Tum Tum like,
1: and whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, felt like the same vibe.
1: Yeah, so some things, uh, about uh, I don't know, I'm I we're interested, I think we saw that uh, flashback episode where we see James's family. Mm-hmm. um and the dynamic with his family. Is there any like insight you could get? Or I know like even someone like Corey thought he really wanted to see more of that. Like if there's a season two, what you think like maybe we could see more of like maybe what his dynamic with his family is now and especially after yeah. well, well Corey that James could have like a whole spinoff. Yeah.
2: I thought it was, yeah. I, I felt like it was a backdoor pilot. I mean, I was be like, <laughs> hoping and you know, being a big fan of over the last couple of months of your work, but I thought that episode, and especially getting to see um, from the show Marin, you uh, guy who played your dad, you know, yeah. with the chemistry that you and your brother, all those things. And, you know, sometimes you see shows and you go, All right, I can see this character doing something as a side. And I was like, We've got a whole new universe we can do single drum female with a James family backstory the year before. And then we found out he, now.
1: Female with, driven show. He wants to turn it and take it. Turn it, it to a man. Follow James. Just like,
2: I, I'm, yeah. yes. I'm going to spread my <laughs> leg, take over the podcast now. Uh, but, but like I said, that episode I thought was, if not the best episode of the, of the season, top two, and it was your performance and everyone else. But what was your thoughts on, you know, the backstory and everything else?
0: Oh, I, th- I thought the backstory was really, was really nice. Like, I mean, uh, Jenny Connor wrote that episode and I love her writing style and how like human she makes everybody um and in you know and true to life and all of that and uh finding the comedy and just like you know moments and breaths rather than um like oh this is here's a, like the hardest hitting joke that you've ever heard or something like that so with all of that it's just i don't know it was just really nice especially on the, during that day um my buddy yasser lester played um lucas uh james's brother So he comes on set being the funniest person. And so like just coming off of his chemistry, um, it was just really nice to have like that dynamic throughout. Uh, I would love to see more of their family. I would love to see their family now, like you said, Um, and him like really like what, what happened with them. Did he kind of space himself or like back a little bit about, about his family? Like maybe his family is a little bit triggering um, and you know maybe he needs to realize that uh, the closer he gets to his family, the more he actually talks about his actual problems. The the less of a of a of a threat he has. But I feel like um, Simone, the creator, had a lot to say about like the moment at the dinner table where you know she they're having the intervention, and she said she felt like she's had that conversation before. So, um, trying to get it as accurate and as true to her experience as possible was really important that day.
1: Did you, um, have any, like, personal experience with addiction or alcoholism, like, friends or family that, that could inspire you during the show?
0: Um, I've had, like, two or three friends go through, um, where we, we, as a, like, question, I'm like, hey, are you are you okay? And like having to sit down and like really talk to them and and not in an intervention way, but whenever they, you know, broke and said, like, I don't, I don't think that, you know, my life is going in the direction that I would like. And I feel like I'm kind of like pushing that down with alcohol. I've never had like a full on intervention with somebody, but I've definitely had those talks like late night at a diner where it's just like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, man. (laughs) I don't I don't I don't feel great about this.
2: Uh, Earlier, we had uh, a couple of weeks back, the amazing uh, Madison Shepard on and said how, you know, you and her friends beforehand. What was it? And she, you know, said with COVID, it was she was, you know, procedures were really different than other things you might work on. What was it like working in on a show during COVID?
0: So I don't have a reference point. This is the first show I've ever done, really. Um where first like bigger production I've ever done. Everything else has been kind of like shorts or like you know, Buzzfeed videos or just, you know, you and a camera and like two other people. With all of that, it, like the the bubble nature of it all was very interesting. Wearing a mask all of the time, wearing the shield all of the time was very weird. Um, the rigid structure and nature of it all was was interesting to deal with um but I mean I'm honestly I'm just happy that we 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 came out with a with a good product you know
1: yeah um I I have seen um you know some of the other stuff like you know try to look you up um that you worked on I don't know how much they this um like opposite sex roommates i don't know like all what you were involved with that but it's funny now i'm thinking oh wait like you were roommates with your sister that's interesting but this is like yeah, a little right. bit different not like yeah. the same but yeah there were some things in there really funny like i don't even know if you uh you know was that like you just acted in it or you were writing on that or
0: so me and my buddy kate peterman she writes on um abbott elementary now which is a very oh, okay. that. yeah so um we would write those together like um we got hired at BuzzFeed at the same time as we were like sitting there trying to figure out what we could do with our time honestly because that's like how they kind of work it's just like oh what kind of videos can you put out and we were trying to figure out something for the both of us um we wrote a script uh shot it we got our uh, director Ali um, she directed it and, and really set the precedent for how silly and goofy it could have been
1: yeah I thought it was it's they're really funny because then it takes it a little bit far like even with the spork and like should we have yeah. this like pack or sporks or I mean I really laughed at um, well sometimes I talk to you when you're sleeping like the love of your life is here I the, yeah. like,
0: <laughs> it's just so silly it's just trying to because Kate is, is definitely somebody that I have the one of the more fun times bouncing ideas off of. And um, she's very, very collaborative, very much like, oh, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. Or, or you know, here's the here's another thing that's equally as silly <laughs> or the most the silliest thing you've ever heard of. Um, like them being locked outside was was purely just us being silly one day um, and then just shooting whatever came out of our mouths
1: you really like, co-wrote the like the short film foxes and um that too like in a way with a uh, single drunk female the way how they're covering a really like heavy subject material but then you still have like there's like a joke right at the end that is yeah. like yeah. great like it gets you to laugh at the end of that and you're like oh wow um yeah. but it also i know like as we were watching the show um, Rachel, I, like I kind of like stupidly was like, oh, I mean, James doesn't seem like someone. I can't believe he had a problem. And, you know, she's like, yeah, well, that's the point too. You don't can't right. realize that it's just it could be anybody, right? That's dealing with anybody's dealing with.
0: Yeah, um, and those are I feel like the more the the dangerous people is are the ones that um, hide it from everybody. Um, I would I remember a friend telling me about his brother or cousin that was was dealing with an issue and they just kept on finding um airplane bottles of alcohol everywhere but he seemed like a very functional guy but that is like one of the telltale signs of alcoholism is that it's just like this person seems normal but I just keep on finding these bottles everywhere I keep they keep on hiding alcohol so yeah if you're a functioning alcoholic there are definitely times that you'll um, either slip up or things will get too much for you and and you just lean on alcohol way more than other people do. So yeah, it just turns into like a terrifying game of like, is, is this person okay? They seem okay. Um, I think I should talk to them, but I feel like I don't want to offend them by talking to them because they seem so put together. Um, so I'll just kind of ignore it. And then, you know, you never know what somebody's going through or struggling with.
2: Uh, when you got the role of James, did you know the whole entire arc of this season, or like how much did you kind of know walking in, and how much did you find out as you went along?
0: So I knew what happened at the end. Everybody's watched it, right? Like, yeah, were, yeah I know. <laughs> I knew. Uh, I I talked to Sophia like our first week. And she told me that he relapses at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Um, interesting. So now that I knew where it was headed towards, um, I felt like I should probably play this guy a little bit more stoic than I would have, you know, and more, like, kind of like lightly condescending um, than, than anything else. Because I remember for my audition, I was way more, uh, i was brighter i think i, I thought anyway i'm not sure I, if if we watch it back and it's completely the same then i'm sorry but uh i
1: no, it's yeah. not
0: yeah it's not so i yeah i knowing that i was like oh he's he is way more he's he's exuding a more like faux confidence that will you we can we'll
1: definitely come. tell yeah
0: yeah come back to bite him uh we're just like i don't really talk about it i can give advice to somebody and for somebody um but there are little slips like the whole um i don't think i can say no to you anymore line is you know kind of like a double entendre there because if it's just like oh god everything is going well uh i think i'm starting to, i don't think i can say no to her or alcohol anymore so you can later then find that out but
1: what do you think you would have done if you were in Sam's position, like in the finale?
0: In the finale, I would have left as well, because he's he's being manipulative. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's <laughs> totally being manipulative, and it's uh it's really weird and shocking to tell somebody you love them during your lowest point. No matter how much you mean it, uh, she wouldn't believe that you meant it you know and if you really did mean it you would be able to and if you were in your right mind you'd be able to tell that difference of saying like oh she's probably not going to take this the way that i mean it my intent is clear in my head but in the situation it very much is not coming off how i want it to be received so with that yeah i would definitely say uh I would leave. I would leave. Do you play video games? Uh, yes, I do, man. funny, so by law, I have to. You? Of course. You don't really strike me as much of a gamer. I'm sorry.
2: I mean, thank
0: you, but I literally realized I was trans when I was eight, and Pokemon asked me if I was a boy or a girl, so...
2: I might be a bit of a gamer.
0: Do want to know my dorkiest secret to staying sober. Please. Treat every day like a quest in a video game check off my goals, give myself points, and if I end the day without giving in to the temptations of the evil wizard, Drinko, I get a reward. Gotta work on Drinko, but I get it. It's kind of like what I do, but fun. I started doing it when I was first transitioning so I could get through the day without everything feeling so heavy. When I got sober, the skills transferred over. Uh, Uh, sword of sobriety!
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that was perfect. perfect. That was for her. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Green uh, points. One of the one of the really memorable scenes that you had this season was the bar scene with uh, Jojo Brown. How was that? How was doing that scene? Was it was that all written on the page? Was some of that improv? How was how was that uh, working with Jojo?
0: Um, it was great. It was a it was a it was a hot day. That was a hot day. I remember <laughs> that's about. So we um, St. Patrick's Day in Boston, everybody's wearing coats for the most part, but <clears throat> we're doing this in the middle of summer in Atlanta, and it is at least ninety degrees. Um, so we get into the bar, and we're we're get we're hoping to get some kind of reprieve, and it's just d- not at all. No, not, it's still hot in there because they have to turn off all the AC so that it does, the sound doesn't pick it up. Um But actually playing beer pong was really fun. And um I mean, we had a whole thing with me riffing with the roommates. Uh That was really fun as well. They were two fun guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was really nice working with Jojo for sure. It was really nice. Like just riffing with her as well. So,
2: yeah. I guess sticking sticking with the the theme that we've been talking about with single drunk single drunk female, where if we're lucky enough to get a season two, which we're all crossing our fingers hoping to read that yeah. any day now, sure. where would you like to see uh, your character go? Do you want to go a little bit like Sam did, where it's just starting that you know you're going to be able to get through this, or do you want to see the continue idea of the downfall before we actually? get back to possibly being with Sam. I mean, do you want to, Where do you see this character going if we do get Yeah,
0: to- Um I definitely feel like it would be cool. And this is just from like playing him perspective. It would be cool to watch his his downward spiral a little bit. Um and and play more of like not the fun loving drug, uh, but like just this guy is going through something, <laughs> drunk, um, and really, really try to deep, to really try to delve into, his, you know, his psyche and, and the the psyche of somebody who is af- afraid of success, you know, and that's you know we we hear about the fear of failure all of the time, but nobody you know really talks about the other side. I always think about like the the double edged sword of of ambition and how, you know, it could be your greatest weapon and also your downfall. I would love to see that angle and I think that also like skipping past it is, you know, it's it's kind of unjust to the ending that was set up. You know. And I and I do think it's important to talk about like, you know, Black men and their their um needs for therapy and all that stuff and Yeah. And them truly getting to the bottom of issues, whether that be with therapy or not, or, or with, with, with actually opening up to, to family, that would also be, but, you know, so,
1: because I think it was hinted out in that Thanksgiving episode that his family therapy is not a thing, you know? Yeah.
0: Them. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. They're they don't, they don't believe in fam- uh, therapy. My family doesn't believe in therapy either, but, um, yeah, it would just it would be really nice to see him get to the bottom of that issue and and have like those tough conversations with his family and really just and I don't, I'm not sure if he I'm sure he did this already actually he did the um, mm-hmm. the amends already but I would really love to see him and his relationship with his brother um, having him console him during like his darkest time and really. Getting rid of the the rigidity that he has uh, throughout the first season, and just trying to deal with it in a way that's more natural and healthy, and not fear based.
1: Yeah, or um, you know, because I wonder if it would affect you know now, because you know before it was that whole thing the job, like he couldn't have this job with this. Now he has this app thing. Um, so you know how how it would affect where he's going with that app too.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. I would love to, you know, if if he continues with the app, if he doesn't because of his drinking or if he still is able to pull it off and things keep on going well for him. So he has no reason to stop drinking um, until like maybe like Sam steps in or someone else steps in from Club 24-7.
2: So one of the things that was, and you just brought up Club Twenty Four Seven. I was going to ask, be, due to the fact that this show all was shot, you know, before it premiered, were the Twenty Four Seven scenes all done together in one big chunk, or was that something that you went back, back yeah. and did, you know, different points for each episode? Or
0: yeah, so we didn't we didn't block shoot the episodes. We um, shot them in in succession. So yeah, so we would, you know, which, whichever days uh, had. Uh, 20, Club 24-7 episodes or Club 24-7 scenes in them. Like, whatever episode, we try to shoot them all in a, in a day or in, like, a couple of days or something like that. Um, But as far as the entire season, doing it all at Club
2: 24-7, no. And I guess, uh, speaking of that, how was that working with that group of people, especially, like, Rebecca Henderson who played Olivia? I mean, how were those scenes and The chemistry because it seems on watching the show you guys are have been like you know working together for years how is it working with uh, that ensemble yeah i think that the
0: the the greatest triumph of the show is the casting for sure because everybody just kind of clicked at the beginning like i think rebecca is one of the funniest people i've i've ever met truly (laughs) so watching her work like just from behind the scenes was just like you know uh, I felt like watching a masterclass of like timing and and kind of like like a, what I was mentioning before. Instead of like like here's the thing that I've I've I thought up that, that sounds funny, but just reading the lines in a certain timing and a certain tone of voice, and you can make that so much funnier um, and so much easier to work with in the edit bay than if you know I came up with a line off of, off of the cuff and and so on and so forth. Yeah, every everybody, you know, Lily and Sasha. I I didn't have too much with them. I mean, you did get
1: to see, uh, I guess Ali Sheedy. That's probably a big. I mean, I don't enough. know if you were Breakfast Club. You know, no
0: huge, huge Breakfast Club. <laughs> so get, it was just okay, it's, uh,
2: the podcast. I'm sorry <laughs> we get oh, an episode of. Uh... So
0: <laughs> breakfast, breakfast Club is already too well known and too well, uh, like, you know, That's everybody lovely. knows that this is a good movie. Yeah. So we try to, we try to either do the ones that are new that everybody thinks are, is good. Um, well,
1: surprised. I was like, they did pig. I had just watched it, so I was like, let me listen to this. And then it was like, yeah, we didn't realize this was a yeah, good movie.
0: Yeah, we thought it was a, a shitty movie, <laughs> and then it was just fantastic. Because yeah. that, that got us, he tricked us. But yeah, Ali Sheedy is is another one where, and and of course Sophia was like just watching them um, work and watching them play with each other. I was like, oh, this is just such um, such an education you know to just go through it was was fantastic but yeah we all like went to dinner every every so often and 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 hung out by the pool it was just it was nice so I would love to go back for a season two if not just to hang out with them again
1: we're also jealous you got to hang out with the cat Josh yeah like
0: (laughs) big Josh he's so heavy and I love it <laughs> every time every time Madison picks him up she's like it it, it's a lot to it's a lot of girth to deal with and to like get underneath you know you kind of have to you have to scoop him and then keep on scooping him <laughs> and it's it's great it's a good time. um
1: I don't know yeah like if it seems like the on the show uh when Sam looks up your, your Instagram and has all these pictures of you holding these dogs. I noticed like on your Instagram, you have a bunch of pictures of you holding dogs, like almost like a bit, I guess like yeah. what, what's up with this.
0: Yeah. So I wanted my, um. this was during the time when Tinder was huge and I <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it would be so funny if all of my Tinder profile <laughs> pictures was just me <laughs> holding different dogs in different places and I thought that was a good bit. And but
1: you're like, "This is my uncle. This is
0: my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." This is and then, and then I brought it over to Instagram, saying and, and just like saying the so difference.
1: Like, yeah. So how did, did they like? How did it come up that those would be used on Instagram? Did someone see like, "Oh, Garrick has all these pictures with dogs. Yeah, this would be great for him to be James to be a dog napper."
0: Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> that we talked about this in my first audition um that they're like okay what's this it might have been my second audition because it is no, no no it's my first one because it was with Leslie um yeah she was like so before we even start what's this whole dog thing you're just holding dogs with, like the straightest face and it doesn't it, it feels weird but I like it and I just explain what I just explained and and I guess that they it made them they wrote it
1: into so the good. show. They wrote like, that's pretty felt cool. cool. I yeah Oh, mm-hmm.
0: good. Felt good. Felt validating. I was like, I knew this was a good bit.
2: <laughs> One of the things that we spoke spoken about when reviewing each week of the, uh, the podcast, the episodes in the season, in the finale that you had the idea you, you showing up late for the wedding, saying that you got into a car accident. From what you know, or from your thoughts on the character, do you think he was actually in a car accident or it was just an excuse for him to be late and something he thought about with the drinking? I mean, if, yeah, if
0: yeah, I think he, you know, he starts to lie. Um, you, you, saw him in the, in, in episode nine, lying about where he was actually going. And then, um, you saw it in this episode in uh, the finale where he's lying again. Um, and I feel like that's just a thing that, alcoholics do to, to cover up their tracks it's just they just make up like old face lies it's just like oh that doesn't track but okay sure and whether it was whether it was to you know cover up the, the smell of alcohol in his breath or he wanted to get a drink before heading there it's you know up in the air but I don't think that
2: that was the truth at all darn because I had the perfect idea when we had Madison Shepard on saying the way we can get the two of you in scenes together was you know do the fact she's the only person who talks to people who are uh, going through a rough time you know with the law is you would be her latest person that you'd have to go see her like every week yeah we can get some great you know scenes between the two of you so let's cross the would figure really, that you know
0: that'd be really fun to, to have scenes with madison because you know i love her she's great i've known her, her i so. hope
2: if,
1: i hope if there's a season two you like, can get her back on because yeah like i i I mean, everybody on the show had these great standout moments like, you know, Felicia, Lily's Felicia had funny, funny lines like everyone shined what they were doing. Jojo Brown, you, Madison, like the littlest people, I, Ian Gomez, Bob, like it just like, yeah. you know, it goes the list goes on and on. I mean, I don't know if you you know anything um about with your uh, stand up comedy or anything uh, that you want to talk about.
0: I mean, yeah, I think that. Stand-up is finally uh, back, you know, after okay, yeah, yeah. being on hiatus for two years. So I'm finally getting back into the, the swing of it and not just doing, like, shows on weekends and just, you know, or, like, backyard shows or some Zoom shows. Oh, my God, that was the worst. <laughs> but um, finally getting back into, like, clubs and, and and seeing people's beautiful faces that aren't, you know, masked uh, heavily and uh, the audience and being unnerved by you know the, the signs of the pandemic in front of you. Because yeah, I mean I mean when you do stand up, all you do is observe while you're on stage and be in the moment. and it's really tough to do that while everybody looks like you know they have a crow mask on their face or something like that. But yeah, it was it, it's really nice to, to be doing it again. So yeah, most of the time I'm like at the West Side comedy theater all that stuff so
2: so in doing some research for for the interview going on youtube saw a clip from i guess three years ago from your uh being on comedy central stand up how did that come about and what was that experience being filmed while uh, doing stand-up
0: uh so yeah that's part of their like comics to watch or comics up next like series um and i got it that year um and that was Super fun is at their Clusterfest Festival in San Francisco. Um, super fun. It doesn't, you don't feel like you're being filmed at all, which is very nice. You definitely, they definitely position the cameras like pretty far back. So you're not distracted by anything and you're, you're just going up and you're just doing your set. Um, it's a pretty huge auditorium. So the weirdest thing was, you um, performing for that many people. I think that that had been the first time I performed for more than like 200 people. Um, So that
2: was really nice. So when it comes to comedy, do you have a, would you like to be, um, get a comedy special? Would you like to be a regular on a TV show, a TV comedy? Where do you want to, where do you see, your comedy going in the next couple of years? I mean, you you do stuff with the podcast, you do it, you have a comedic, but somewhat serious role on, on this show and with the writing, but where do you see the comedy going?
0: Um, So I think that everybody, like uh, George Carlin said, uh, every comic has one good special in them. um, Even though he did like, I don't know, like 10, but you know, he's somebody who was well aware that he has, his best one and then everything else you know follows and i would love to i would love to do a one and done but that doesn't happen a lot of the times so just as many times as it takes to like really get that one that makes that really feels special um and then every time everything else I, I just feel like stand-up has been the base of everything that i do or it's just like writing and performing Um, So splitting those two, performing for acting and then writing, just keeping that 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 blood going as far as like staying on stage. I I think that that's just going to be my every everyday thing uh, to keep my mind sharp, at least.
1: Definitely have a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if anyone has any questions or been you know, we've (laughs) asked him a bunch of questions. So uh,
0: it's
2: fine. uh, I just had one. Well, one or two. uh, All right. (laughs) What? Once I start talking, it just never stops. anybody else say a question, um, but getting back, back to the podcast, which like I said, I've had a chance to listen to a couple of episodes uh, since uh, we knew the interview was happening. What does the, what does the podcast do for you? Like when we do the podcast, it gives us an outlet to go and just like be ourselves, just stop with whatever anybody else thinks, just having fun with friends for a couple of minutes. Yeah. What does the podcast do? And it, see yourself doing more podcasts beyond this or is this your podcast that you're doing and this just fills the void?
0: Yeah. I I think that, um, I have one more idea that I wanted to to do with my, one of my, my buddies that I've grown up with, but, um, I don't like really have an idea for it. I just think that he's really funny and I would love to like, just talk to him in a podcast sense. Um, but as far as what I love about doing guilty pleasures is that I, I just get to hang out with Zach and Kelsey for like an hour or like get to watch, watch a movie. Uh, and I, I, I really get my horizons brought in as far as film goes uh, because I definitely, you know, would love to expand that catalog, you know, of like things that I could reference and talk about. And, and I also like, I also think that it just builds your taste, when you're watching a lot of these films and watching it and you're just like oh these are the things I do like and I don't like so whenever i i do sit down to write about anything um i know what i like you know and i know what the the type of content i, I would like to put out into the world and how i would like to do it um and then it's also it's also just a fun challenge to find things that you like in bad movies <laughs> you know like it's just really fun to you know not totally shit on a on somebody's work and just really you know hone down and, and and zone in on what they were trying to accomplish
1: i'm sure between the three of you someone likes something like obviously even with yeah. the spice world like i mean people some people said pleasure it's just yeah. know, um
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like trash grab if i've ever seen one anyway <laughs> uh so episode 52 just came out so that's the one year mark of doing the podcast is there a movie that either you've wanted to do or that you have in your mind coming up that you can tell us that maybe you really yeah. looking forward to or something that they your your uh podcasters mates god i don't even know what the right word for that is uh <laughs> like maybe shut down or think it's just too ridiculous is this or is there like a dream one you want to do that
0: nothing's ever been really shut down it's it's more of like a sense of can we get to it because there will be times where we just come up with something out of the blue like I mean you guys are getting a little you know pre uh a little what is it uh uh pre-treat whatever I don't know uh a spoiler as it is um we're watching Morbius tonight and then we're gonna do that
1: I just saw something that like Jared Leto was taking 45 minutes to walk to the bathroom every time because he was like in character and, it, and then they finally like sped it up by getting him a wheelchair or something like I was like what it, <laughs> what is this movie even?
0: yeah he's uh he's a method actor so he has to do you know the actual things that, anyway.
2: <laughs> oh. uh, G- Garrett does not want to burn birdy- any bridges if you ever ask to work with Garrett, let we'll yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I don't want to do that. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so we're doing that. I've always wanted to do Superstar uh, oh. with Molly, Molly oh, Shannon. Um, <laughs> I remember watching that with my sister uh, in between Spice World. And it was like one of our movies that we would just love, and it 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 holds a a special place in my heart as far as like my relationship with my sister, and how we would bond over comedies. And this was the biggest one for sure. This one in Mean Girls.
2: Oh, Oh, have you guys done Mean Girls yet? Or uh... no, we haven't done Mean Girls yet. Come
1: on, that's not. There's no guilt in that. Come on. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's just good. It's
0: just good. <laughs> like, I, I think with Superstar, I think that it, it, it might not have. I hope it aged well. I haven't seen it in, in you know, 15 years, but I'm, I'm hoping that it still is good.
2: So now that we all know uh, doing the comedy, the writing, and now you've got a little bit of the itch for the acting. Is it a hard balance to go and do all three? And the second part of that is. And
1: answer Corey's questions as well as you're trying. <laughs>
2: nobody ever wants to do those i we appreciate you uh, actually doing that but with the uncertainty of knowing if there's going to be a season 2 and we all cross our fingers that there will be is it weird that you can't go out to try to like for other things knowing that you know your priority would have to be this show
0: yeah no i don't i don't think so this is the first time i i've ever dealt with this but i've heard that this is just what the the game is where it's just like you you're you're consistently in limbo uh, as far as if I could, like, make any type of example as far as, like, writing or something like, go, like, like that goes, there's always another show that you can write for, even if your show gets canceled. Um, I've had the pleasure of never being on a show that was canceled. But um, as far as if this does go or if it doesn't, uh, you you kind of just, like, stay in that in that space of, like... If it doesn't, then you'll there'll be other things. And um if it does, there'll be other things. If it doesn't, you'll be, you know, you'll be fine.
2: I gotta find Garrett's positivity. I'm that's that's more positive. I think I've been in a, over a hundred plus episodes of all the podcasts we've <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I, I think, you know, I think things 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 tend to work out. It's just the uh the 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 need for instant gratification that's like grips the nation. That uh, I feel like a little a little patience will will go a long way.
1: Yeah, I think especially if you're you're putting all the work in, um, yeah. you know, with all these projects. Like I said, yeah. Anyway, I mean, um, obviously, your Instagram is Garrick Bernard, right? If people want to follow you, then they can probably see, you know, what's up next. Like you said, you write uh, Star Trek Lower Deck, Solar Opposites, uh, those shows. Um, cartoons you know but like you know so i don't know um if the single drunk female people are into that's a little bit different that um, i hope. <laughs> that, uh i did watch some solar opposites and it, it is pretty funny
2: yeah. um uh, whatever, whatever jokes you laughed at even if it wasn't his we're gonna give full credit to garrett for right <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm, so, okay. I'm watching
1: it i'm like ooh, was that who were like, oh, uh, you know, super with? with Mountain Dew or something, you know? Yeah,
0: like, yeah.
1: um uh, It's obviously a collaborative effort, though, too. So Very everyone's like, yeah. you know, spinning off each other. Yeah. And obviously we talked about the, your Guilty Pleasures podcast enough that I think people should be interested to say, oh, let me go check this out because it really is good. It really seems like you guys are having a good time. You can tell. And I kind of was like, I feel like no, like, you know, it's like, you know, he's on a show. James, like, seems, you know, nice. whatever. But like the podcast is more you. And yeah. it's like, you no, know, like Garrick is cool. Like I was like, no, I like get along with him just yeah. based on you talking about movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully if you get that, co- uh, you know, the comedy special, that would be a good thing. It would be good to see more of uh, your comedy come up on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, But really appreciate um, you sitting down with us, talking to us, answering Corey's questions, (laughs) all of our all of our questions.
0: Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry about the first mix up. But yeah, Yeah. Uh,
1: any other, you know, any other thing you want to shout out or promote or anything?
0: No, that's pretty much (laughs) much it. Watch uh, Think of Drug People on Hulu or Disney Plus if you're overseas.
1: All right, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Garrick Bernard. Uh, We definitely did. Really great guy. I love to be able to speak to him. He's got, you know, so many things uh, that obviously, you know, remember, check out his Instagram, Garrick Bernard, uh, you know, feel like we mentioned before, uh, writes for uh, Solar Opposites, Star Trek Lower Decks. I know Solar Opposites you can check out on Hulu, which is where you can check out, you know, Single Drunk Female. If you want to do a rewatch or watch for the first time, if you were a Garrick fan and listened to his uh, interview, go check out Single Drunk Female. Uh, You know, also his podcast, Guilty Pleasures. We talked a ton about that, but uh, yeah, definitely a great time. Uh, Thanks to Corey and Jackie Rachel for joining me for this interview.
2: And, you know, don't forget to uh, check out our Patreon and all the other great work that we do covering shows like Severance and The After Party. And, you know, some of our other stuff, including Squid Game and uh, our big hit Yellow Jacket. So, you know, sure, check that out. We want to thank uh, Nina, who uh, recently asked about the second part of our Yellow Jackets theater. And uh, yeah. Everyone I did. I that. did
1: put a thing on the severance thing, even though you're not you're not on the severance. Oh. But I did tell. I <laughs> Nina's getting lots of shout outs. Well, speaking of shout outs, uh, the the Patreon is patreon.com slash you don't know Jackie. And shout out to our patrons: James L, Ronan J, John M, Cassie M, Marie N, Anastasia M, Amy R, Kelly O, Brenda G, Kate C, John J. Uh, I was a newer patron, obviously, since Corey's on severance hasn't heard that one.
2: We appreciate uh, everyone who joins us at whichever level they decide. We appreciate, and we'll continue to uh, try to put out more content with me here occasionally, especially uh, with these great interviews that uh, our producers, Jackie Endy and Brandon have set up for us. So we do appreciate that. And as always make sure to check out James. Wow. Well, not James. That's a character place. Uh, <laughs> Garrick uh, on Hulu for catching up on Single Drunk Female and uh, continue to watch whatever he has in the future because he is a shining star not just on the writing end but on the acting end.
1: Out His beautiful teeth. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the epi. Bye.
2: Bye. One day, one day at a time. Do we just act like Brandon's not here? Yeah. Okay. Brandon, who's that? I hear Brandon's got nice teeth.
1: Uh, I'll have to check him out. Well, he wears a mask. I haven't seen his teeth in a while.
2: We'd have to work on that.
1: (laughs) We're going to only see his teeth. He's going to be a skeleton soon with the weight he's losing.
2: (laughs) Crazy. As if we uh, were part of a contest.